My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. It's time for today's travel and cruise industry news. With the latest from travel and cruises around the world, here's your host, Chili Falls. Good morning. Welcome to travel and cruise industry news. I was out in the green room talking with my guest for today and almost let things slip up on me. But anyway, welcome to Travel and Cruise Industry News on this, the 11th day of January 2022. And today, folks, for those of you that follow this kind of thing, today is National Hot Toddy Day. You know what to do about that. Go make one. All right, not much in the way of cruise ship action today, sailing from North American ports down to Port Canaveral. We've got Mariner of the Sea sailing. And out in Los Angeles, St. San Pedro, the Seaborne Ovation is sailing today. Today's headlines, which we'll get to after our guest this morning, is uh, Carnival Horizon out of dry dock. San Francisco updates its booster requirements. Werfton files for bankruptcy. Norwegian changes latitudes program. Grand Princess lands in Hawaii. And a lot more. The guests on Travel and Cruise Industry News podcast for the rest of the week. We got Chris Wood coming on tomorrow. He's the guy that's uh, founded Flying Disabled and he's been working with airlines trying to improve the way airlines muscle uh, disabled folks on and off airplanes. Uh, Jordan Taylor from JJ Cruise will be with us on Thursday. And then who knows what what's going to happen next week. Next week's going to be wild and woolly as I get ready to go cruising and of course to access the travel and cruise industry news podcast all you have to do is go to my accessible blog which is uh, accessadventure.net every day's episode will be up on the blog as well as lots of things from various uh, writers uh, accessible writers around the world also available the podcasts are available on all the main places like spotify iHeartRadio. Podchaser, Pandora, Stitcher, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. All you have to do is search for travel and cruise industry news. So, my special guest today, 
We've had her on lots of times before. She's the Sunday Cruise editor of the London Times, Sue Bryant. Sue, welcome Hello. back to the Thank you very much. Happy New Year. To the Travel and Cruise Industry News Podcast. Yeah, so how you been doing over there in the crazy UK? Ha! Oh, sitting tight, <laughs> waiting for COVID to finish and uh not doing actually no, i did do a cruise in december which we're yeah. going to talk about but yeah, yeah it's, it's pretty quiet here at the moment you know middle of winter uh, a few ships sailing but not no nah, we're all looking forward to spring now you know it's always been my policy to never put a guest on the spot oh god here we go <laughs> but i gotta put you on the spot a little a little bird Whispered in my ear, actually whispered in, in Tina Turner's ear back there. That's Tina Turtle. Oh. <laughs> uh, and then uh, and then Tina whispered in my ear that you're quite a singer. Oh, God. <laughs> and I understand that you did some pretty neat performing uh, uh, around the holiday season. Tell me about it. Oh, yes, we did. I, I sing in a, the most fantastic choir, which I love, called the West End Musical Choir, because I'm a, I'm a complete nut for musical theatre and um we did a wonderful performance on the steps of st paul's cathedral um and we sang feed the birds from mary poppins which obviously takes place in the original film there and lots of christmas songs and song all songs from musicals and it was oh it was lovely i mean nothing to do with cruising but it it was just such a lovely thing to do and it was also i've never been so cold i've been to antarctica and not been that cold so um, if you look at the video, I think you can just see me looking a bit grumpy and very cold. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was really nice. And then we did another recording at the Globe Theatre in um, in London, which went out all over the world, actually, on um, Christmas Eve on the BBC. So I was very proud to be part of that. That's just awesome. I'm, I'm just I'm impressed. I'm always impressed with people that could come up with talent that i don't know they had well listen i sing in a choir for a reason not as a soloist for I a reason <laughs> i like being in a choir i have no aspirations to do anything else i used to do the same thing i, I you mentioned something i was planning on doing it in reverse uh, but since you you mentioned antarctica uh, we'll skip over the first batch of questions and the <laughs> pictures i've got and we're going to go to antarctica Ooh, if the health well first tell me about the current health situation, travel restriction situation for UK folks. I have trouble keeping up with this country. And goodness knows I have trouble keeping up with your country and this country. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, so it's it's, it's very different getting into this country from, yeah. from getting out of this country. So it's pretty easy to get in now. The, the fit to fly test thing has gone. Um, the PCR test on arrival has gone. So basically anyone can get in essentially without without with very little testing so but to get out of this country to go anywhere else is extremely difficult as it is for american travelers as well so to get into chile which is where my antarctica trip starts is um is beyond strict i mean absolutely beyond strict i shall be living in complete isolation for a week now before i go but uh, i've got to have a test next monday a pcr test to fly Another test at the airport in Santiago when I arrive. Then I have to isolate in a hotel. Then I have to have another test to get on the ship. So let's hope that COVID does not find its way onto this ship because it's so strict. It's traveling in a bubble and super strict protocols on board. Oh, and you have to fill in an app every day in Chile to say where you are. 
and what your state of health is. It's going to be interesting when I'm, uh, you know, crossing the Antarctic Circle. And um, you have to have a special pass, which I've already got, with batch numbers of vaccines on it. I mean, it's, it's just ah, it's a full-time job yeah, getting yeah. ready for this. But to get back into the UK, I mean, I could come back with any anything. I could just fly back. So, All right. And what ship are you going to be on once you get, assuming that all goes well and you are, are you, you're, you know, negative for everything and oh, you're going to go please, get on a boat? I'm going to be on the new Ponon ship, which is the um, Le Commandant Charcot, okay. which is a super fancy expedition ship that runs on a combination of battery power and LNG. So super green. And very fast or very strong, and it can actually break through ice. So normally in Antarctica, the ships kind of pick their way through the broken ice, but this one can actually break the cut through ice. It's not it's not like the big icebreakers you see in the winter in Helsinki, but it's an icebreaker class yeah. ship. All right, now this time of year, this will be summertime mm -hmm. down yep. there. Yeah. But what's summer like in Antarctica? Well, I've, I've been before and actually at the very beginning of the season. So in November, which is early spring there. And it was it was just the bluest sky I've ever seen in my life and the whitest snow. And the clarity of the air is is just extraordinary. I mean, the colours are so bright, but we did have absolutely lovely weather. Um, and, it, you know, the temperature is around freezing or just above freezing. And you okay. you're active all the time. You're out, you know, hiking and snowshoeing and exploring so as long as you're properly dressed it's not freezing cold but then again i haven't had that situation where i'm standing in a horrible biting wind or anything so right right but i'm hoping you know i don't care i'll, I'll put up with it i just want to be in antarctica and then then you made a you, you made a mistake of mentioning something to me that i probably wasn't supposed to hear that you're worried about booking 20 river cruises or something is that are you, <laughs> are you going on that many river cruises no, no. In our um, in our Sunday Times cruise specials, we always do a, a we call it a list, a roundup of ideas for twenty of this to book, twenty of that to book. So I've had to find twenty river cruises to consider now to book now, ah. and it's it's quite hard because obviously for Brits and also for Americans, a lot of river cruising is in Asia. Asia is a really strong destination for river cruising, but it's not really opening up yet. So I couldn't put Asia. Um, I've put loads of Europe, but people are obviously looking for something new. Um, the Nile is making a comeback. So provided Egypt stays relatively healthy and we're allowed in, um, the Nile is going to be big also with the new Death on the Nile film coming out soon. Right. Very soon, I think. So I found my 20. But yeah, I had to I had to scratch around a bit. And in a, a lot of it's kind of like, let's hope it's OK to do this at the end of the year or the end of the summer, because for, for now, Obviously, there's no river cruising in Europe to speak of at the moment because it's the middle of winter. But um, when it all starts up again in March, I really hope that borders are open, ships yeah. can sail, cities aren't in lockdown. Because it was so sad to see the end of 2021 with all the cruises just grinding to a halt in Europe. Yeah, with the so, Christmas markets and all that. I know. Yeah, oh, it was I awful. I had a couple of my, my, my people were over there, so I had... Had some lovely reports back while they were sailing, but then it just all just kind of died on the vine. And that's yeah, the last couple of weeks of the season really, you know, a lot of the markets didn't happen and ships yeah. stopped. I mean, ships were sailing straight through Austria because Austria was in lockdown, so no one was going to Vienna. So yeah, yeah, I now, think June went on one, didn't she? Your other guest, she's yeah, yeah, yeah. one, but now am I allowed? 
to ask you, uh, since uh, we are in somewhat public situation, about your the supplement that's going to come out in the Times here one of these days? Um, you can ask me about it. I mean, I okay. think I've already told you one of the things that's in it. So <laughs> 20 river cruises. Um, I mean, we do these supplements every couple of months, so they're, they're regular things. But uh, my Canary Islands cruise is in it. Um, the Janine's MSC cruise to Ocean Key is in it. Well, and she invaded this country, came over did. here and invaded us. That's what I <laughs> And what else? We've got a piece on eco-friendly cruising, which is a big topic at the moment, and my regular cruise news. So, yeah, 23rd of January. Okay, so that's coming up soon. Online as well, so. Yeah, okay. Now, what I was going to do first today, which I'm not going to do last. <laughs> Here, back a little while ago, you went on on, on a boat. You got were actually out, out there on uh, on an Asamara ship. Right? Yeah, Asamara Journey. Oh, there I am. That would be you. And is that I can't see. Is that an adult beverage? In oh, I shouldn't ask that. It's one of many. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Now this is the a hike in uh, Madeira. Yeah, this is in Portugal. Well, Madeira, you know, Portuguese island. So yeah. the, the cruise went to, um, it sailed from Gran Canaria and it went around the Canary Islands and it also had an overnight in Madeira, um, which was quite new to me because I've only ever got off a ship in Madeira and flown home. And I've always wanted to do these Levada hikes. So that Levada is, it's the old water channels that bring water from the wetter side of the island to the drier side. And um, it's a most amazing system and there's footpaths um, trails going along the side of them so these the things that the water channels sort of snake around the contours of these incredible hills and you can do some really lovely hikes and you can see um down to the right of that it's just a, a cliff just drops away so it's quite yeah. a narrow path but it was really nice it was just just a lovely day we did so many hikes on that trip all right now is la palma is yeah. that's one of the other canary islands Yes, now we're back in the Canary Islands. So the Canary Islands are Spanish and Madeira is Portuguese. Yeah. And um, I was particularly interested to go to La Palma because the volcano there has been erupting, which I'm sure you've seen in the news since September. Yeah. And we actually, um, we, we, we were going to the, um, the capital on the eastern side of the island and we said to the captain, oh, can you, can you just do a little sail past of the volcano so we can have a look at it erupting? And he just sort of, rolled his eyes and then a, a message came later saying regrettably it won't be possible and we realized then that it would have added hours and hours to the journey to do the sail pass plus the fact that there was nothing to see because the volcano was just shrouded in smoke and mist and cloud yeah. but that's quite near the volcano that picture but look how beautiful the scenery is there uh, the hours I, I had no idea of the mountainous terrain in mm. the canary islands yeah. Oh, they're all volcanic. So um, it's but it's La Palma is just just absolutely beautiful. If if anyone were to go there, I would say go on the tour across um, to the west to the National Park, because the scenery is just just extraordinary. Yeah. And you can't quite see it because it's behind the clouds. But on behind those little white puffy clouds, um, there's a whole load of um, observatories up there. And it's, it's apparently it's one of the best places in the world for stargazing. Because the sky is so clear and it's so high up. But yeah, it's just, I mean, all this, oh, that's the 
Oh, I love that ship. We had such a nice time on it. Yeah, I, I was going to ask you, I, I, again, I've not been on an Azamara ship. You need to so change you that. Tell me a little bit about the Azamara journey. Yes. The, I mean, what I love about Azamara is that the ships are a perfect mid-size. So 680 passengers, although we only had um, 329 on ours. Um, I mean, they're old ships. It's 22 years old, that ship. But they're, it's easy to get around. The crew are just fantastic. The crew are so friendly. The service was extraordinary. And the food was as good as I've had on ultra luxury. I mean, the cabins are quite small. We had a balcony, which was nice, but the cabins are quite small because the ships were built in like 1999. So, um, but it's, it's, just a, it's just a good ship. It's just, it's nice. There's lots of deck space. The entertainment was good. Everything about it, if you if you don't want the choice of dozens and dozens of restaurants and things, is was was just extremely pleasant. So I'm, um, you know, most of my cruising, you know, I'm 48 now, so I got 49, 50, and 51 coming up. You know, <laughs> I'll leave in 13 days. So my oh, first cruise is not 48 years old. I, I, I wish <laughs> I have underwear that's 48 years old for heaven's <laughs> sakes. Um, but anyway, I've more and more, I'm perfectly satisfied in main dining rooms. I I don't, you know, yeah, I Mm. might do one specialty restaurant just so I can talk about it. But for the most part, most of my cruising, I've been totally satisfied uh, doing my dinners in main dining rooms. If if the main dining room's good, if the main dining room's kind of mediocre, and then the and the only way to get decent food is to go to the speciality restaurants, then it's a different story. Yeah. I mean, I like to kind of try everywhere, so I do tend to eat in as many places as possible. And on Azamara, in in what's the buffet by day, they have um, themed dinners every night. So and there were a lot of Brits on board. So when they did the curry night, the place was full. Yeah. <laughs> we all flocked to it. So. But the food was excellent. The food was very good in all the restaurants. I didn't have any complaints at all. Now, this is, I realize, a little bit backwards, but you got some splaining to do, Sue, some (laughs) splaining to do. Because one of the pictures I have of of this journey, you walked out on this little piece of glass. (laughs) Yes. 580 meters (laughs) in the air. Yes, it was terrifying. And tell me, why in the hell did you do that? Well, because they took us there. <laughs> it was a... So that's my feet. Yeah. And what you're looking at there is this sheer drop, 580 meters, nothing between me and the sea down there. Um, it's the highest, I think it's the highest cliff in Europe or one of the highest cliffs in Europe. And of course, where there's a high cliff, somebody builds a glass platform. And fools go and stand on it just to take uh, selfies. Yeah. And I don't like heights. So believe me, it, it took effort oh, to do yeah. that. You know, some people just stroll out on it. But I was like picking my way out. And then I dared to look down to take a picture. But, um, oh, it's extraordinary. I mean, the, the, the drama in the Canary Islands, that's actually Madeira, not the Canaries. But the drama of the cliffs and the black beaches and, the, you know, the sheer drops and the forests and everything. It's, it's such a beautiful place. But yeah, I had to do it, you know, couldn't couldn't not go on the platform. And that place is known for its wine. Oh, I don't like Madeira wine. <laughs> it's, I, yeah, I didn't it's, have any. It's popular. 
it is i know it's it's not really my my thing but what we did have now i have to try and remember this we did have a thing called a poncha which is much nicer than the wine and that's the madeiran cocktail and um it's made with um sugarcane spirits so like cachaca i mean i i love anything with sort of rummy taste to it and then um fresh juice and honey so it's very sharp but it has a sweetness and it's quite alcoholic and we went to this hole in the wall bar after the hike and after that standing on the platform thing and i and we ordered a round of these things and i thought oh no this is going to be really expensive having cocktails and it was like um less than two dollars for each cocktail it was amazing wow. <laughs> yeah wow. And tasty. Well, that, there's one thing. If I would ever go to, to the Madeira Islands and see that, I don't have to worry about that glass thing. What? Because you don't mind heights? Oh, no. I, I'm scared to death of heights. I'm too damn fat. They wouldn't let me walk out there. Oh, they would. Oh, yeah. I'd, I'd fall through the stupid thing. <laughs> no, we couldn't have that. But uh, yeah, I that's think it's one of the reasons really I don't have to worry about doing zip lines. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't have to worry about that. I no, don't have to worry you. about that. What's that silly thing with the uh, on the Royal Caribbean ships where you're skydiving in the tube? And I don't have to worry <laughs> about that either. There's a benefit to being a big old fat man. <laughs> so, well, so Sue, I I hope all goes well and you get to Antarctica. Oh, so and go down there and play with the penguins. Yeah, whatever. well, observe the penguins. Probably not play with them, but yeah, I just don't try to bring one home. They're hell in suitcases. They smell apparently. So. Oh yeah, they're they're, they're stinky. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. All right, Sue, I got to get to the news. All right. So thank you so much as always. And you enjoy your cruises. Oh, oh yeah, I'm starting. You're going to have six months. Most... I'm I'm gone more than I'm home. You're going to have the most incredible time. Yeah, I am. Um. I'm really looking forward to it. Looking forward to my first live stream from on a boat. Oh, yeah. So, I can't wait to see it. Yep. All right, Sue. Thanks, as always. Thanks and we'll talk me. to you when you get back from Antarctica. Oh, definitely. Yes. All right. All right. Thanks, Happy Sue. Travels. Bye. See ya. All right. That's Sue Bryan. She, of course, is the, the Sunday Cruise Editor of the London Times. So, now we've got one other thing to... To get to here, I did hear from uh, Nikki and Roger this morning, and this was a, they're out in the, in the South Pacific, you know, uh, on uh, on Viking. That's a licking, lichen, however you pronounce that word. Uh, that's moss, okay? That's some kind of a moss display, and Nikki says it's kind of creepy. And this was sunset last night out on the Pacific. It's a little rougher than it was yesterday with the pictures we had. And since uh, since uh, Amigo John up there in Minnesota is snowed in, snowed in at 38 below, Nikki had a beet salad just for uh, the beet farmer. And that was Nikki's beet salad on the Viking ship yesterday. And then a paella uh, with... Uh, Israeli cuckoo, couscous, however you say that properly. And then, of course, they had cannolis for dessert, and those cannolis do look good. All right, so that is um, out. Oh, and then then uh, you got into some really blues in the South Pacific. 
as they skirted Hawaii. I thought they were actually going to stop in Hawaii, but they didn't. They skirted Hawaii and they're headed down for French Polynesia or someplace like that. So, all right. I'll be back with today's news right after we have this word from one of our network sponsors. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. All right, back with today's news. The Carnival Horizon is heading to Miami. Finally, after completion of the emergency dry dock in Palermo, Italy, a little over a month after it emerged uh, that the 4,000-passenger cruise ship would be out of service longer than anticipated to have its propulsion problem fixed. You know, that's the azipods. And this time around, you know, when it all happened a couple years ago, everybody got used to using the word azipods, and the same thing happened on, on this ship, but nobody's talking about azipods anymore. But anyway... Sailings on the horizon were canceled until June 22nd to accommodate the repair. Carnival responded quickly by adding the uh, Carnival Liberty and the Carnival Sunshine into service that picked up the horizon's guests and itineraries from Miami. As part of the dry dock, the horizon was also adorned with the new paint job. So it's got the new blue paint on the front. According to Carnival's website, the Horizon's first cruise will set sail on January 22nd from Miami on a Southern Caribbean itinerary stopping at Aruba, Bonaire, La, La Romana, Amber Cove. So, eight-day cruise will be the first one out. Assuming all goes well with the cruising coming up. The Sunshine is now set to move north to Charleston for the January 13th restart from Charleston, South Carolina. Little news out of San Francisco. They have announced that effective immediately, it's requiring cruise passengers who disembark in the area to either have had their booster doses of the coronavirus vaccine or test negative upon arrival. Due to the recent surge in COVID cases, the Department of Public Health is now requiring all vessels that disembark passengers in the Port of San Francisco to test all passengers that are not up to date on vaccination before coming ashore. This requirement is stricter than the federal and state guidelines and is intended to protect the people of San Francisco. The statement was made in light of Ruby Princess Reese's arrival at port where 12 passengers tested positive upon arrival. 
According to the statement, 25% of the ship's guests fell under the requirement of having to test when the ship docked. That was last week. And notice that the 12% was well under 1% positivity rate on board the ship. All individuals are either asymptomatic or experiencing mild symptoms. No passengers has required medical attention. No hospitalization is needed. The statement read from San Francisco Health Department. The port said that the cruise operations in San Francisco resumed safely with strict compliance with all applicable U.S. CDC rules and regulations, as well as protocols and procedures required by San Francisco Department of Public Health. According to the statement, Department of Public Health, the Port of San Francisco, and individual cruise lines partnered with develop memorandum of agreement for all vessels calling in San Francisco. Princess Cruises has provided private transport and quarantine accommodations, the statement said. Uh, a little further bad news. We had some of this uh, earlier last year from Werften. Uh, ship manufacturer in Germany. They filed for bankruptcy protection yesterday. According to German media reports, the shipbuilder owned by Genting has not paid December salaries to approximately 2,000 employees. German media said there is a liquidity gap at MV Werften of 148 million euro and state aid may not be enough for a bailout. German politicians, meanwhile, want to turn the uh, Straysound location into an industrial park. Meanwhile, the German government is ready to step in and help, according to some sources. The yard delivered the Crystal Endeavor in 2021 and currently has the Global Dream under construction for Genting's Dream Cruises brand with a sister ship set to follow in 2023. Financing for the Global Dream was said to be in doubt with the ship sitting roughly 75% complete and set for a late 2022 delivery. Last June, the yard received a German government loan commitment with a new management team following in September. All right, Norwegian Cruise Line has made some big changes to the company's Latitudes program. The change came in part due to complaints from longtime cruisers that previously Latitude's program tiers included a huge jump between Platinum Plus and Ambassador levels. The introduction of the new tiers has been rumored for months before it was finally rolled out yesterday. And it goes on to pretty detailed changes. Um, a couple that I'd point out at Diamond level, which begins at 350 points. Discounts are bumped up higher. In addition, an exclusive sale to sustain mixology experiences added as a one-time free cabin upgrade. Finally, the ambassador tier, which was as the case before begins at 700 points, offers a complimentary seven night cruise as a special guest. Uh, and there's a, now an Emerald, there's a, several tiers. If, if you're big into Norwegian cruise line, you need to look into this. Uh, and there is a special, I understand that strictly, you know, uh, a rumor now, strictly rumor, that there is a hot air Tom level in the Latitudes program for uh, Norwegian Cruise Lines. For anybody like hot air Tom, 
our own hot air Tom, has 37 Norwegian cruise lines booked ahead. So they give him a special level. I don't know what they do for that level, but that's what I understand. Of course, the Grand Come on, tongue. Grand Princess became the first cruise ship to dock with guests in Hawaii when she went into Pier Two in Honolulu, despite some concerns about Omicron and how the vessel would fare on a long trip from the U.S. The locals warmly welcomed to Grand Princess. The Princess cruise ship will spend several days exploring the islands and coastline. Grand Princess is the first of several vessels slated to return to Hawaii in the next few weeks, carrying a total of 1,188 guests and a 915-member crew. Grand Princess sailed into the port of Honolulu on Sunday. While there have been concerns amongst the local population about the return of cruising, the cruise line and the health authorities have ensured all bases are covered. After new health regulations have come into play for Puerto Rico, Royal Caribbean has been forced to implement strict entry testing and quarantine requirements for cruises sailing out of San Juan. The new regulations include entry guidelines, a stricter testing regimen for cruises, and testing before the vessel returns to Puerto Rico. Right now, the only vessel affected is Explorer of the Seas, but normally there are multiple ships sailing from San Juan. And of course, the new protocols go all the way down to kids that can't be vaccinated. So, all right. That's actually going to wrap me up on the news. Let's go see who's over in the chat room. Who's fussing at me? All right. In the chat room, Kenneth's with us. Hey, Kenneth up in Pennsylvania. Says there's some great deals. Carnival's had some great deals. Yeah, I saw I saw, I saw that one yesterday. Uh, Kenneth, seventy bucks for a seven night cruise on a panorama. That's just unbelievable. Because you got to go like next week or something. Elizabeth with us down in Cozumel. Buena Diaz, Chile, and the gang from a balmy eighty-one degree in sunny Cozumel. And you notice I'm not. I'm in long sleeves. Yeah, it's uh, got to 16, I think it was, last night here. Kenneth says, hey, Elizabeth, what's it cost for rent for a house in Cozumel, and what's the average cost to buy a home in Cozumel? Very good question, Kenneth. And that's one I've thought a couple times about asking uh, Elizabeth myself, and I just keep forgetting to ask her. Hot Air Tom is with us. Carol's with us. Hi, y'all. Nikki, ah, there's Nikki. Hi, Nikki, out in the south middle of the South Pacific. Cindy's here. Cindy's with us. And there's Amy. Hi, Amy. Good to see you again, of course. Nikki says, Kenneth, if you have a house in Cozumel, it better have spare rooms for Chili and the gang. Absolutely. Elizabeth says, Kenneth, that's like asking what the average price of a car costs. I have rented places from $350 a month up to $2,500 a month and even higher. 
Just depends where you want to stay on the island. It's very affordable, though. I love it, obviously. Brooklyn, Brooklyn Traveler. I guess that's short for Brooklyn. Brooklyn Traveler. That's a, that's a new name to me, at least. Good morning, everyone. Glad to have you with us. Welcome aboard. Hot Air Tom says, thanks for asking. Not really. Took second uh, antibiotic pain pill at AM. So I hope maybe tomorrow he was asking how Tom's doing. He was a little under the weather. Emily's with us up in New York. She says, hey, to me and to Sue. Um, Nikki says, we arrive at our first port in a Marquesas. Marquesas? I'm not sure how you pronounce that. At 8 a.m. on the 14th. Up oh, there we go. Sex bomber. I'm not sure what language that is, but it's going to get uh, deleted. So thought we would maybe get through a day without having a sex bomber, but no such luck. Um, and everybody's thanking Nikki for her sending stuff through. Sue, awesome interview, awesome pictures, looks beautiful. Thanks, Kenneth. I will tell Sue. Sue's already, Sue's gone. She she was actually sat with me through, sat in the green room while I was doing news. Uh, but she's uh, blanked out now, so I'll send her a message on that, uh, Kenneth. Nikki says, originally our cruise was scheduled to go to Hawaii, but Hawaii closed to tourists as they added more ports in the French Polynesia. Yeah, and then they opened up actually before you sailed. So it's now open, uh, at least for some, you know. The uh, the princess ship landed Sunday, and Carnival Miracle is, I want to say, is doing tomorrow, maybe. Not sure on that one, but it's soon. Hot Air Tom says, NCL has screwed all my cruises. They paid in full cruises. Now want more money. Uh, no, excuse me. Uh, no, that's not good. I'm tempted to cancel them all. I, you're not going to do that. Um, surely that will get, uh, you can get that straightened out. Hot Air. Emily says, we got a little bit of snow that touched the ground late last night. It's in the teens in New York. Yeah, it's been, it's been cold. Elizabeth said, we should have a talk about Cozumel one day. Okay. Uh, always good for that. All right, guys. That's going to wrap me up for today. Again, my thanks to Sue Bryant, the Sunday Cruise editor of the London Times. Always fun to talk to Sue. She she takes such neat trips heading to Antarctica. Now, Hotter Tom did that last year. But, yeah. There again, that's one of my buckets. Bucket list. I want to do, I want to circumvent South America, including Antarctica. One of these days, maybe. So, uh, I will tell you, there's been a little bit of development on the New York Times front. Uh, I don't know if I'm publicly supposed to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. It looks like that the uh, reporter is going to come into Lynchburg. 
a few days early. I'll probably be here for uh, one of my shows, uh, probably Friday, before I go cruising on Monday. Uh, and then we're probably going to go uh, do some filming at uh, my PT session Friday afternoon. And then they're going to follow me down to Miami and get on the freedom of the seas and follow me around the boat. So when I'll be doing live streaming to you guys, we'll have a New York Times reporter with us, maybe. Who knows? So, Cindy says, um, Tom, I have two that NCL messed up a month or so ago, but it got resolved. I feel sure, Tom, you can get that, that fixed. Just you get the right person on the phone. The Canary consists of seven islands. They're all quite different. I've been to all as my daughter lived in Tenerife. I spent 16 winters there. I spent time on all the islands. Oh, that's awesome. I had just, I had, I don't know why, you know, me and my brain sometimes, I had no idea that they were so, they were so volcanic, so mountainous as they are. That's just awesome. So, Amy says, a reporter is following you around on a boat. Remember to keep your clothes on. Ah, why would I want to do that? I'm going to get in the hot tub. She wants to get in the hot tub with me. Come ahead. She wants to take pictures of me in a hot tub. Come ahead. I won't be in there with my, I just, one of the places that I got to work on my vegetable level in the mornings. Hot tub and a, and a Bloody Mary. Keep the vegetable levels up. Otter says it was an IT issue as a result of the tier changes yesterday. Must have Mo, Mo Larry, and Curly are the IT folks. Yeah, that's about the truth of it. All right, guys. That's going to wrap me up for the day. I'll be back tomorrow. Same time, same channel, 11 o'clock Eastern. Standard time with the latest in travel and cruise industry news. If you're new to this channel, uh, we had a couple of new people in the audience today, in the chat room at least. Welcome aboard. If you have not subscribed, I will invite you to subscribe and hit the little bell notification so you'll know when I go live or when I post new videos. And we meet here every day, 11 o'clock, Monday through Saturday, for travel and cruise industry news and usually have some fun. And I bring in as many guests as I can bring in that appear on our the Travel and Cruise Industry News podcast, which is simultaneously broadcast uh, with Travel and Cruise Industry News uh, live stream. So that's going to wrap me up for today, guys. I'll be back tomorrow. As always, stay safe, stay healthy. Think about cruising one of these days. We're all going to meet on the high seas. This is the old fat travel guy. Later, y'all. I regularly post videos on all facets of the travel and cruise industry. So if you like to keep up with the latest in cruise ships, ports of call, cruises themselves, chilly chats, and travel and cruise industry news, just hit the little subscribe button in the lower right-hand corner, hit the bell notification so you'll be notified when a new video is up or we go live. This video was produced 
by Chili's Cruises. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be.